The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and make a, a start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut, the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. 15% off everything when you use the promo code PLAYOFFS. I'm just about that action, boss. with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guys. Me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. I would like to say, in hindsight, I did cut Houston a little short by only laying minus two and a half with them for plus money. I can admit that. I can admit that, Scott. I I gave I didn't give Houston enough credit. I backed them. I didn't give them enough credit. I apologize, Houston. I should have laid a bigger number and took home a bigger payday. Shout out to the Houston Texans for getting it done. Have my co-host here, Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Yeah, doing pretty well. Had some technical difficulties with my computer right before we started, so hopefully it's not going to be an issue for the show. As for the games last week, can't complain. I did think Cleveland would win, but I did have the over. I had Flacco over in passing yards. That got there. Mm -hmm. I had Tua interception, and I had Tua under in passing yards, so I swept all the props. Also had Rasheed Rice first touchdown at about 9 or 10 to 1, so that was nice. And yeah, overall can't complain. The games were kind of what I expected. I thought it would be a high-scoring Cleveland game, but then the Flacco two pick sixes happened and the game was over immediately. But the Dolphins no-showed a cold game. Not Mm -hmm. shocked at all. That's kind of what we expected. And yeah, the Chiefs are now playing the Bills. We're not going to talk about that game, though. But we have two surprising wildcard... No, not really wildcard teams. We have two surprising young quarterbacks who led their teams to upset wins in the first round. Technically... Houston was an underdog. I know they were the higher seed than Cleveland, but still, and you have Jordan Love. So a couple of interesting games against some one seeds. Let's break it down. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, last episode, if you if you tailed, it was it was really good. You talked about the props. You hit a first touchdown bet. I swept the board in sides and totals, hit the over in that game. As we talked about the under, we cashed in the in the Kansas City and Miami game. We got Kansas City, no sweat there. I got the Houston Texans, didn't have to worry about that. We had a great day on the show, Scott, overall. Really, really good day. And we're here to follow it up with another great performance. You talked about these young quarterbacks and nobody is no young quarterback in the league is lighting the league up as CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud is like 
I mean, he's literally single-handedly in one season. Hopefully, he continues to do it for multiple or more seasons, but he's completely changing the narrative of Ohio State quarterbacks by himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by himself, Joe changing the narrative. Count. Yeah, Joe Burrow doesn't count. That, that, that just just to be dead. clear, Joe Burrow does not count. If somebody tried to come up here and be like, Joe Burrow's a Ohio State quarterback, and he was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they let him go, and what he do? Go win a national championship. So, like, come on. However, the Houston Texans and C.J. Stroud are catching nine and a half on the road as they play the Baltimore Ravens, who are the one seed coming off a week of rest. This is the second time these two teams met up this season as the first time the Ravens did get the 25 to nine win in the first game of the season. First game for C.J. Stroud. J.K. Dobbins was done for the rest of the year after that game. Let's see here. Lines at nine. The total is at, I thought I had the total. I accidentally hit the hockey button. There we go. Nine and a half for the line. 43 and a half is the total. Mark Andrews is expected to be back, Scott. Well, that remains to be seen. He's been practicing. I'm assuming he's going to play and has not been, he has not officially been activated off the injured reserve. So I'm here assuming we he's are. going to, but he's mm-hmm. not officially cleared. So on Wednesday today, where we're recording this Wednesday night, he has logged one full practice. Well, he's yeah. logged multiple practices over, you know, the bye week and all this time. But this is for the injury report. He is officially a full participant in practice today. So it, it looks good. It looks good. And mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy, actually. It was thought to be a really, really bad ankle injury. And that's going to be a really big boost for this Baltimore Ravens passing game that, the Houston Texans, over the course of the season, have not figured it out against the tight end position. So, uh, potentially could be talking about this a little bit later on in the show. But that's a pretty good matchup for Mark Andrews. And even if it's not Mark Andrews, maybe it's Isaiah Likely. Maybe it's both of them. I think that they still have a pretty good matchup there. It's really here. Do I trust this Baltimore offense in the air now that Greg Roman is interviewing for the Chicago Bears job? And, you know, hasn't been here all year because they've gotten so much better. The offense looks so much better and they were actually able to pass the ball over the years. Yeah, they were able to pass the ball this year and the run game solid. Good. But that is not one dimensional. It's no longer one dimensional. It's no longer nursery rhyme routes by wide receivers and the and not Texas, but the Ravens offense. Became one of the best offices in Lamar is basically an MVP. If he hasn't wrapped it up already, we'll probably see him grab that MVP award in a couple of weeks. So nine and a half. Uh, I think it's something about seeing a team twice. I think it's something about seeing a team twice. We saw the Texans saw that uh, Browns defense twice and they were able to get going the second time around. I'm really, really having a hard time fading this Texan squad, but it feels like a really good spot for the Ravens coming off a week of rest. Okay. Uh, I think the one thing I do want to mention for this matchup, I'm not sure if it matters to you. Uh, The weather for the game uh, should be relatively cold. Of course, it's going to be in Baltimore in the middle of January. Uh, But you're looking Uh at temperature in the 20s, 15-mile-per-hour winds, maybe gusts around 30. We'll see. It might change. Once again, that's the early uh, weather forecast. But... I do want to ask you a question. The last time C.J. Stroud played a game outdoors, do you want to guess what week it was? Uh, last time he played a game outdoors? All right. Let me think. So was it? No way it was this game in week one. No. 
Okay, no, so he had one it's, since it's then. It's been a lot closer than okay. that. I'm just, I'm just okay, saying. okay. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. I thought it was a trick question. No. All right. I'm trying to think of who the Texans played. I don't have the Texans schedule by memory. You um, just guess a week. This is, this is say officially week, week 20. Let's say we... All right, then let's go halfway. Week 10. Week 14. They played the Jets. They lost 30-6. to six. Ah, I the was thinking about that, the Jets. I was thinking about the Jets game. They got buried by 24. Game after that, uh-huh. they played Tennessee. Case Keenum started. They won in overtime. Played Cleveland. Uh, Davis Mills played. That was a home game. Played Tennessee at home. Stroud came back. That's a dome. Played at Indy. That's a dome. Played at home against Houston. That's a dome. So they've not played. Stroud has not played outdoors since December 10th. Now, I'm not sure if it's going to matter to you. The weather in New York that day was not very good, and the offense yeah. is terrible. Now, I know that that's just a one-off, you can argue, because he was good outdoors before that against Cincinnati, et cetera. Uh-huh. But I am a bit concerned that Stroud has been playing without the elements for about a month and a half, and now he's suddenly going back to face off against arguably the best defense in the entire league, outdoors uh-huh. in bad weather. Does that concern you at all? I think it, it's more for the total, but and I guess it has. I, I think that it's going to affect both sides. Honestly, I think the weather is going to have an effect on both sides here. But I, I really, yeah, it should affect Houston more. You would think dome team going outside, one hundred percent. I don't know if it, I mean, come on. I don't think it's, it's as payoff. extreme as Miami against Kansas City, but the yeah, I don't, a team that's been comfortable now going to a rough climate against a good team. That's definitely a point towards Baltimore. I agree. I think it's a point towards Baltimore, and that's probably factored in the line a little bit that Baltimore should have the edge with it being the outside, a little bit of a nasty game. <sighs> I think the game goes under. Let me start by saying that. I think the game goes I agree. under. I think. And so... If I think the game goes under, that means Houston would have to have an abysmal showing on offense to not cover this line. I mean, even if it's like a 24-17 game, they still cover, and it goes under. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm taking Houston, man. I'm assuming you're picking Baltimore to win the game, though. Yeah, I think Baltimore moves on to the next round, but I just think it's going to be a little bit closer than that. And this this Houston team's been scrappy all year. They've been really good. They and they get the big explosive plays. Is it going to be a you know a whole bunch of explosive plays on offense and defense like last week? No, but man, I'm telling you, at least one time they take a shot downfield and he's able to connect with the Nico Collins, with a, a Noah Brown, like with the Brelvin Jordan. Like they, they just continuously find find ways to create big plays and keep themselves in the game and give themselves a chance. Nine and a half just feels like a lot of points, but I really do we're, think that we're this, Baltimore, be this is the best version of Baltimore's offense. This yeah. is the best version of Baltimore's offense. The only concern that you might have with Baltimore laying this big number, one, you might worry about, you know, not every team plays well off the bye. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah. I want to congratulate CJ Stroud for having the same amount of playoff wins as Lamar Jackson. So congratulations to Stroud for tying Lamar Jackson. Uh, here we go. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I mean, Lamar hasn't been in a playoff game in a long time. Lamar's last playoff game was 2021. It's been a long time, mostly because of injuries. But still, do I think Lamar is going to light it up? Not necessarily. I think Houston's defense has gotten better as the season has gone on. Uh, D'Amico's done a good job with that unit, which is why I do like the under. The cold weather does concern me because I think Baltimore mm-hmm. is just much better running the ball. I know Houston is a very good run defense, but Lamar is another element that you have to worry about that you can't really game plan for. I can't mm-hmm. even imagine who's playing scout quarterback for the Texans this week. But 
I think I am going to lean to Houston in this game. I think I'm going to agree with you. I was kind of playing devil's advocate mentioning the weather, but I do agree with the same script that you have in mind, which is a low-scoring game, a game that's basically going to require Houston to do nothing offensively in order for Baltimore to cover. I don't see Baltimore lighting it up. I do think Houston's defense has drastically improved, especially over the last month or two. And with the bad Mm -hmm. weather, you might see a lot of punts, a lot of ugly drives. We know Lamar can be careless at times. Harbaugh can be ultra-aggressive and maybe fail a a fourth-down conversion. We've seen a lot of, you know, situations there where Baltimore might leave some points off the board. I really do think 24-17 sounds right. Maybe like 20-13, to (laughs) something like that. But I like the under as my favorite play in this game. Lamar might have a great playoff game. I haven't seen it yet, and we're four games in. I'll take the points. So here's where I'm at with this, because I really, I really think CJ Stroud and his team isn't going away, at least easy. This is how I'm going to play it. I like the Texans early on. Baltimore, I, last time we seen Baltimore in this situation where they had all this wrestling up to a playoff game, it didn't really end well for them. And I, and I think that it may not start the best for them in this game. I don't. But... I think this Baltimore team is tested. I think this is their year. I think they're ready. If it's not their year this year, then it's never going to be their year because this is the perfect situation for them. Yeah. And so give me a halftime, full-time result here. Okay. And I like – I'm trying to find it so that I can give the odds on it. I like the Texans in the first half and Baltimore to win the game. It feels like it feels like that's a, a little bit of a contrarian way to play this way. I like Texans plus five and a half in the first half. I really like that line. And it's at plus one ten. I like that line of plus five and a half in the first half at plus one ten. And I'm gonna go ahead and go Baltimore minus nine and a half for a game and just say that in the second half they they pick it up and they find themselves and it's just too much for Houston to handle. It may be a lower scoring game to start this off, especially after seeing CJ Stroud light up the Cleveland Browns the week before. And this is maybe what, like a 10 to six game at half or something like that. Something short, something with this close. And then Baltimore opens up in the second half and is able to pull away much like they did in that first go around. So yeah, I'm going under and I'm going to take Baltimore nine and a half reluctantly. So you changed your mind. Yeah, I did. Okay. I think it's That's their fine. year, man. I really think it's Baltimore's year. And I think it's, their, I think it's going to be close to their year, too. Kansas City might be waking up. We'll see what happens. Weather's going to play a big factor in the playoffs in the Eastern. Oh, well, you know I'm taking you know I'm taking Goat Mahomes over everybody. But they should yeah. at least, you know, comfortably – I think they comfortably make it to the next round. And then, you know, between him and, Lamar, and Mahomes, I'm happy either way. But, yeah. yeah. I'm just saying yeah, with the East I'm, Coast, you always got to worry about the weather. That's going to play a factor. Baltimore is built, though, to handle the bad weather better than other teams. Uh, yeah. So I think the AFC should once again be theirs, but you know, Lamar's only won one playoff game. So we're waiting to see more and hopefully he delivers. But once again, there remains to be seen. All right. We'll talk about first touchdown in just a second. But first, I got to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. And we're bringing you an electrifying offer where new customers can bet five bucks, five bucks on any playoff game and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Just five bucks. That's all it takes. And then you can get 200 instantly in bonus bets for new customers. Download the DraftKings app. 
and use code SGP. New customers can bet just five bucks on and to get $200 in bonus bets instantly only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus best expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. All right. First touchdown bets for this game. Scott, you hit last week. I got to let you go again. Got to let you go right. first again. So for this one, I'm going to go with Nico Collins as my first choice. It's a bit tricky with Baltimore because so many of their guys are so cheap that I just had to pass on them. Uh, but I like Nico Collins as my cheapest option at 11 to 1 uh, just because of the fact that he's been Stroud's number one target easily for the last month or so. Really, ever mm-hmm. since the Tank Dell injury, he's been very good. But I do think you're looking at a spot where Collins can have a pretty solid game here. Maybe he gets loose. We saw him have the big play touchdown against the Colts. We know that he can get loose. I think Collins, he had a touchdown against the uh, Browns last week, too. So I think Collins is worth a look at 11-1. to I got Rashad Bateman. I'm not the biggest fan of him as a player, but he's on the field all the time, and that's good enough for me. And he's at 16-1. to once again, you got some very cheap options, you know, around the receiving core, around the backfield for Baltimore. I'll take a guy on the field at a decent price. So give me Bateman at 16 to 1. Maybe Lamar improvises, he finds somebody open, and it might be Bateman. I got Justice Hill at 17 to 1. He's on the field, catches passes. Houston's good against the run, but they can give up some receptions to running backs, and Hill definitely has that ability where if Gus Edwards isn't getting it done, maybe they get Hill in the backfield, the screen pass, a wheel route, something. I do think that's worth a look at 17 to 1. And I got Dalton Schultz at 17 to 1 as well. Had a touchdown in the game against Cleveland. He's an overall solid tight end. And I have seen Stroud target him a lot in the red zone. So once again, my four is going to be Collins at 11 to 1, Bateman at 16 to 1, Hill at 17 to 1, and Schultz at 17 to 1. We did match on one, Scott. I'm going to guess so it is Nico Collins. No, it's not. Really? It's Dalton one. Schultz. No. Wow. I have no idea. You got a 50-50 chance now. Well, you nodded your head when I said Justice Hill, so I'm going to guess it's Justice Hill. But Yeah, I did. I did. It is Justice Hill. I back up running back 18-1 in this offense. And I understand Texas is actually pretty decent against the run, but, man, there's multiple times that I've just watched them design these, like you said, these swing passes, these wide receiver routes for Justice Hill where he's able to go out there and make a play and find himself in the end zone. So I, I back Justice Hill at 18-1. He was actually the – the is that cheapest? Yeah, the cheapest option that I had at 18-1. I decided not to go for defenses because Stroud's been careful with the ball and Lamar I don't think is going to – Well. Yeah, maybe. Well, he's been careful with the ball through the air. Yeah, he's had issues fumbling over the course. That's, of the that's, a, that's a fair distinction. Fair point. Yes, he's that. And that's why I took the Baltimore Ravens defense and special teams at 20 to one, because I like getting, you know, uh, Devin Duvernay slash Tyler Wallace in the return game. And I I think that this is this is an opportunity for this Baltimore Ravens defense to really flex their muscles and get to the quarterback here. Like this is where you can really show that, hey, this front seven is legit. 
And they're going to carry us to a Super Bowl by being able to rush the quarterback, put pressure on the quarterback, and put C.J. Stroud in situations where he can fumble the ball. And he has fumbled the ball before. I think that it's going to be tough, and I think that this playoff game and last playoff game are not going to be the same for C.J. Stroud. While I do think that he's a, a baller, I think he's a gamer, and I think at the end of the day he's going to be proud with how his season has gone, but I think it's going to be a little bit rough for him, and I think that the Baltimore Ravens are going to get to the quarterback, and they're going to get to the quarterback often in this game. So I, I like the opportunity for him to cough the ball up one time to this defense for a scoop and score. I, I'm I'm interested in the Baltimore Ravens defense and special teams to score at, at plus 425 regularly. Mm-hmm. So 20-1, first touchdown, let's do it. Nobody's talking about it this week. And let's see here. So for my Houston Texans, I have John Mechie the third at 35 to one with the absence of now Noah Brown, who is on IR after that game last week. And Mechie was out there getting some work. The only thing I didn't see from him was the deep, like him to connect with that deep ball. I think that with Noah Brown out, that's going to be more opportunity for John Mechie this week. I was on him last week and he didn't come through for me. I'm back on him again this week. Plus 550 to get it done. Anytime touchdown, 35 to 1 for first touchdown. And for my last player, Brevin Jordan, 40 to 1. It's a good price. He continues, he continues to be in the offense, man. Yeah. Even with Dalton Schultz there. The team loves He's a very him. Very good athlete. So if you find yeah, this- a linebacker or a safety, he can take it to the house. And it's not just relationship with the quarterback. He's he's been here with Davis Mills, Case Keenum. He continues to find himself to be relevant, and he continues to find himself relevancy. And in this spot, yeah, Brevin Jordan forty to one. I'll take him. All right. So my four, Brevin Jordan forty to one, John Mechie the third thirty five to one. I have the Baltimore Ravens defense at twenty to one, and Justice Hill at seventeen to one. Before we get to the next game of the slate, got to talk to you about Cut, peer-to-peer social betting platform, U.S.-based and available in over 40 states. And look, you can bet against your friends on sports, politics, pop culture, anything with a verifiable outcome, you can bet on. This is for the DGENs. This is an app for the DGENs. So why would you not be tapped in to Cut, lower VIG and fully customizable? And create your own bets, create your own eyes. Cut handles the payment. You ain't got to worry about hunting nobody down. You got all these social features, rewards, everything. It's all tapped into Cut. They are the peer-to-peer social social betting platform, U.S.-based and legal in 40, again, 40 states. Head over to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. And use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Make sure you tap into that injury insurance. I, I, I try to tell you, everybody's been out here. I need this voided. I need this rebooted. I need this. I need that. I need that. Don't worry about it. Come on down to DraftKings. Come on down to DraftKings. Welcome to Death Row. Where? It doesn't matter. If your player exit in the first half, don't worry about it. They're going to reboot that player. You're not going to lose your contest. You're going to get that void that you've been looking for in your entry. Stay in action. Don't be tainted by the one-legged person that got hurt in the first half, and they probably would have cashed in the second half. You don't have to worry about those losses. You have that injury insurance. 
They are the only daily fantasy sports platform to have that. They have a community plays section, Meek Mill, Andrew Schultz, just a couple of the people. You can follow us and you can get our plays. You have the biggest names in PrizePix, and they have plays all week. So make sure you go check those out and tell those plays as well. Go to prizepix.com slash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a deposit match up to $100. It's prizepix.com slash SGPN. Code SGPN. Prospects, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, let's get into the next game on the slate. On this Saturday slate of games, we have the Green Bay Packers on the road going to play Kyle Shanahan and his San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are laying nine and a half. 50 and a half is the total here. Scott, Jordan Love looked good last week. Jordan Love's looked really good for the past number of weeks. It was up and down season to start. He's coming to his own, but now he's running into the number one seed, San Francisco 49ers, coming off rest. I mean, this Niners team has owned the Packers. Now, I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but they've owned the Packers in the playoffs recently. Is, is there a chance here? Is there a chance for the Packers to change the change the tide here? I feel like we see this every year where a team either looks really good as an upset victory with an upset victory or they just win the first game and you just watch them play and go, you know, this team's pretty nice. You know, maybe they can pull this off and they get absolutely buried in the next round. Giants. I feel like it's either going to happen to Houston or Green Bay, and I can't really tell which one. If the Niners killed the Packers, I wouldn't be shocked because I think the Niners are, in my opinion, the best team in, in football. At least, I think it's close with them in Baltimore. I know Baltimore killed them in the head-to-head, but I think the Niners are easily the best team in the NFC. I think we'd agree on that. So yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. How impressive did you find Green Bay, and how much of it was the Cowboys choking in a playoff game? Well, it was definitely a little Could bit have been of both, Cowboys choking. Still, yeah, that's yeah both, two truths can exist, but how I was very impressed I was very impressed. Jordan Love looked poised, composed on the road in a playoff game in a hostile environment. I can't not I can't not give him credit for that. Like that is a huge spot to come up big in your first road playoff game. Yeah. That's a huge spot to come up big. And so I think that that was a growing moment for him. But what I will be saying, what I said about this Cowboys defense all year and where I think the difference is in 49ers is I think the Cowboys defense was slightly overrated. Like I thought the Cowboys as a team were slightly overrated. They just found ways to win games. They didn't have they didn't have that crazy hard of a schedule where it was like they were out here beating a, a bunch of good teams. And so they had a letdown against the Packers. So, yes, it, I'm, I'm impressed with the Packers, but I understand it was a bad spot for the Cowboys as well where they just they were flat they were completely flat here i have i don't think that this 49ers team is going to be flat and i don't is jordan love going to be able this defense is different this defense is different and i don't know if jordan love's going to be able to compete and put up points like he did last week and i think that san francisco is going to hold on to the ball the whole time because christian mccaffrey is literally a man possessed and he's going to run <laughs> I was talking about it earlier on the NBA show about uh, a TikTok that I saw where it said, where were these villains? Like, who played a villain really, really well that you're like, man, how did you play that villain so well? 
and the TikTok said Stone Cold in Longest Yard. And I immediately thought, wow, he played the heck out of that role. I thought he was really, like, really, really a guard and really, really racist. And he had that one scene that everybody knows of that's how a white man runs football. And I just thought, and I was like, that's how Christian McCaffrey's going to be this weekend when he gets to see Joe Barry's defense. That's how a white man runs football as he goes and runs for 100-plus yards on this Packers defense that I'm still not. You know, I still don't feel good about them against the run. And I think that's the place where you really, really exploit this defense and it opens up everything over the top. And that's how people have been able to beat this team all years by running the football effectively. And now Christian McCaffrey's in the game. I really, really, really don't want to take the Niners here because I hate laying big numbers with Kyle Shanahan. But I think that they're just going to control the clock and this is going to be relatively boring, but... They're just going to continue to find ways to get, to get in the end zone, and I don't know if Jordan Love's going to be able to match them score for score. That's the thing about Green Bay's defense, because Jordan Love's definitely passed every test over the last couple months, and shout-out to the offensive line for protecting him well in that Cowboys game. But the concern that you have to run into is the defense, because I know Dak had a lot of garbage time yards. That's not what I'm referring to. But in general, it does feel like Green Bay's defense with Barry has really just not been that consistent this season, uh-huh. and that's kind of my concern. I agree with you. I do think if you have faith in Brock Purdy in a playoff game, which I, I have no reason to not have faith in him. He was pretty good last year before he got injured. I do think that the Niners are going to run it down their throats the entire game, and that's kind of the concern that I have. Uh, the Packers' defense, though, has been, once again, a lot better recently after that 30-point uh, give up against the Panthers, which I still don't fully understand. The <laughs> Niners have been fine. They also haven't really played anybody. Uh, beat the Rams, but they were benching everybody. That game doesn't really count. Lost the game anyway. Played the Commanders, only won by 17, so they weren't overly impressive in that game. Got killed by the Ravens. Played the Cardinals, won by 16. They have 29 points in that game. Played Seattle, won by 12. Geno didn't even play in that game, and that game was actually competitive uh, for a bit in the second half there. The Niners are winning, but they're not winning by margin. And I do think that based on that fact, I might actually lean to Green Bay here. Like, I didn't want to. I think either Houston or Green uh, Green Bay are going to cover over the weekend. I'm not picking both one seeds to absolutely destroy in this game. I I think one of them, if not both, are going to cover. The Niners, though, have really not been that dominant against big numbers or, uh, you know, in these big number spots after they dominated the Eagles. And I do think that you're looking at a spot where – The Packers are good enough to maybe hang in there, maybe sneak through the back door. But as you said before, the Niners might try to play clock. They might try to run the ball. Shannon's a bit conservative. Maybe he punts a couple of times on fourth and short. But I think I am in a lean to Green Bay. This team's in good form. I think that they can hang in there. Kind of a similar story to that Texans game. I'm not picking the Packers to win. But nine's a lot for Shanahan. Like I think that's a little bit too much for Shanahan based on his track really record. Is. I'm going to lean to Green Bay to lose by seven. Even the playoff game last year, they beat Seattle. They weren't particularly dominant in that game. Debo had the massive like yak play of like 80 yards. But I think Seattle was winning at halftime in that game. Like they don't really get off the great starts all the time with Shanahan. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll go. I'll go Green Bay plus nine and a half. I really don't feel good about that, man. I don't either. But I think I think nine just feels a bit steep for Shanahan, who is more concerned by with winning and his numbers ATS are not very good when the spread. Yeah, they're not. They're, he's not good as a, he's not good as a more than touchdown favorite. Definitely not good as a double digit favorite. I mean, it's just I'm assuming LaFleur is very good as a dog. It probably didn't happen much with Rodgers, but this year they've been dogs in a lot of games. Yeah. So, I'll back Green Bay. They've been good in the underdog role. Yeah, I'm with you.
Go with the All over right. or the under, though, because you seem like you're expecting the Niners to score, but they're taking clock. Yeah, yeah so I do. contradicts each other. And so that's the thing. I think that overall pace of the game is going to be a little bit down in terms of the Niners probably going to more methodically walk down the field. Chris McCaffrey give you a couple of chunk plays in the run game, probably get a couple of easy passes over the middle, maybe to a Brandon Ayuk, and they just kind of walk down the field and score. But I think that's going to happen multiple times because I really don't think Green Bay's defense has anything for San Francisco. Like that's where the concern is here. I truly believe that Jordan Love is going to have to keep up. And since I'm taking Green Bay plus nine and a half, they got to score. They have to score. They have to find ways to score on this defense. And that's the only way that this goes over 50 and a half. So me, San Francisco team total sounds a lot better than over 50 and a half. But if I had to, you know, gun to my head, give me the over 50 and a half. I think I might lean under here. I, I do think Green Bay's defense isn't great, but I think it's been progressing. And the last couple games, it has been better. I'm ignoring the Dallas stats because Dak threw the ball 60 times in the second half. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. But I do think that they were very good in the first half at keeping Dallas at bay. The Niners do drain a lot of clock on a lot of drives that they have, so I can't expect to see a lot of running clock in this game. Maybe on both sides. Does Aaron Jones get going last week? Maybe Green Bay Uh tries to run the ball. I'm not sure how successful they're going to be. But I am wondering how many deep shots both teams are going to take if they're going to try to take the stuff underneath and maybe go through some slow, methodical drives. Uh I, I do think this total feels about right. Like, this game could end 27-24, or it could end, like, on, right under it and land somewhere like 27-20. Like, I can see either score in this game. I think I'm going to lean to the under in this game just because I think that the clock is going to be a big story. And I always am worried about Shanahan in playoff games getting ultra-conservative in the uh-huh. second half with a lead. And I think that's going to be a real problem. So I think this game might be trending over early, but then Shannon might take his foot off the gas, worry about draining clock, get some first downs, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, play field position. I'll lean under. I think it's going to be close, though, but I'm going to lean under in the game. All right. So give me a 27-20 type final. All right. Before we get into our first touchdowns for this game, got to talk to you about Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting and analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. You can research everything NFL, NBA. How about some soccer? You can do all that. They have historical stats and data that can help you craft your bets and parlays. And that parlay, you can enter it into the revolutionary parlay optimizer. It's going to break it down by leg, give you a expected probability, everything you need. Green, green, green. That's what you want to see on Hall of Fame Bets. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. 15% off everything in the merch store. And from now until the end of the month, promo code playoffs. And remember, we are competing with the other shows. So make sure you get some NFL gambling podcast gear. Make sure you go spin and grab some NFL gambling podcast gear. You can get it from all your different favorite podcasts. We are all in competition with each other for a bonus. So make sure you support us. Help us helping you help us help you or something like that. Yeah, that sounds Sounds good. good. Grab your favorite item from the store. That's store.sportsgalingpodcast.com. 15% off everything in our merch store. Promo code playoffs. First touchdown, Scott. Uh, so for my first touchdown score in this game, uh, I did two each once again. I didn't go three on one side. I did go under the 1,000 threshold just because there's so many guys in this matchup that are below 1,000. I got Debo 
at 750. Prince Scott. I did. I know. I, I think it's going to be a star. It's not power. even that many. It's one, two, three, four, five, five people. That's it. But that's a lot of key pieces for both teams. I think I Debo is a great price. I know it's 750, which sounds cheap, but he also has five rushing touchdowns with seven receiving touchdowns. I, I just think that it's a very good spot for Debo to have a big game. He's been very good in the playoffs in the past. I think 750 is intriguing. Jair had an interception in that game. Lamb was kind of out of sorts, but I just think Debo is going to have a big game. So I'm going to go with him at 750. I did take Aaron Jones at 8-1. to one. It's tough to go against a guy that had three touchdowns last week. So I, I felt like I had to because the offense has been kind of running through him recently. I know Love's been really good. But getting the ground game involved has been a big reason for that to set up the play action. I do think Aaron Jones at eight to one is worth a look as well. I did go Kittle at ten to one. So once again, I'm going with three relatively, I'd say, like not that surprising superstars as the of touch, first touchdown score. But Green Bay is not good against the tight end position, and I think Kittle can exploit that. So give me Kittle at ten to one, and I did take Tucker Craft at forty to one for Green Bay. Been playing a bunch of snaps recently. Musgrave came back, and they're still using Kraft as the starter. He's been good, so he's my long shot of 40-1. to 1. But once again, I went with three star-powered players at relatively cheap prices, and I threw in a long shot tight end. All right. Let's do this. For my Green Bay Packers, double wide receivers. Jayton Reed, Christian Watson, Combined for one catch, nine yards last week. It was not good. Didn't matter, but... It, and it didn't. Oh, they're getting going this week, Scott. And we have a San Francisco 49ers defense that if you can be critical of them this season, they've given up some big games to number one wide receivers over the course of the year. They have. I've talked about this all year. They have given up some big games. I cashed a really nice day against the Minnesota Vikings and Jordan Addison and a great game there. So Christian Watson, I believe, is the number one receiver. But leading up to the playoffs, Jayton Reed, they they like Jayton Reed, and they put a bunch of packages in for Jayton Reed. They find different ways, whether it's as a runner, as, as a receiver, to get him the ball. So Jayton Reed, 15-1, Christian Watson, 22-1. Those are my two Green Bay Packers, and that's how I start this thing off. For my 49ers, let's just go ahead down to the bottom of the list. And the guy that cashed for us early this season, Scott, in first touchdown, I'm bringing him back. Ronnie freaking Bell, 40 to 1. Because I don't trust this defense for the Packers. We'll see if Alexander is able to go. Even if he isn't, I think Ronnie, Ronnie Bell still kind of servicing as that third pseudo wide receiver. It's a little bit more of Juwan Jennings sometimes, but Ronnie Bell gets some packages on the field. They have some opportunities and they're able to throw the ball to him. It, I, I like him as a player. I think it's an opportunity for him. So I'm going to run him back. He's cash for us early this season. Why not? It's a long shot at 40 to one at Ronnie to Bell. And then I did go cheap and I took George Kittle at 10 to one. Okay. But it's not so many places that you can find George Kittle at 10 to one anymore. So I would, uh, I found an eight to one, but there was another book that had 10. So I'm going to take yeah. that every turn. Yeah. So look around. Maybe you can get that 10 to one. If not, that that's a, I, I only got him because I got him at 10 to one. I wouldn't play yep. it. Like if it was at eight to one, I wouldn't play him. And I would probably pivot to the 49ers defense at 16 to one. 
All right. Move on to the props. Yeah, let's do it. Three props over the course of the two games. I'll let you kick off. What's your first prop? All right. Uh, so for my first prop, I am going to go. I have one prop in the Ravens game, and I have two props in the uh, Packers game. I did Odell uh, over 31 and a half receiving yards at minus 113. Could have gotten an incentive last week if he played, but decided not to. So I do think, once again, he should be healthy for this game. So maybe his snap count will go up. But 31 and a half is very low. He's added at least 33 receiving yards in seven of his last 10 games. And he did have 37 in the first game of the season. But you could argue that his health was in really certain or his role wasn't really certain. He might get this on one catch. But 31 and a half for a guy that's gone over in seven of 10 games against the secondary that can be a bit shaky at times and giving up big plays. I am going to lean to Odell uh, with his over 31 and receiving yards at minus 113 as my first prop. All right. Let's see here. I, I can't find. I don't know if you could find it. I was looking for it earlier. I want a longest reception prop for Christian Watson today. I don't believe I saw any longest reception props on the market. So I didn't find – I found longest – the player with the longest reception. I didn't find his name under longest reception, however. I'm on DraftKings. And so I'll wait for DraftKings to make that line available. Come on, DraftKings. I know you got it. Let's go ahead. Let's get Christian Watson out there. And so I'll give it out for now with – the player with the longest reception odds. But ultimately, I'm going to be playing longest reception for Christian Watson. And that's, again, going back to the 49ers over the course of the year, really struggled with uh, number one right receivers. And some of them were able to have some pretty good games. They were able to make some big plays. And that's how you got to get that's how you got to get over on this 49ers defense. You got to take advantage of the shots down the field. You got to take advantage of connecting with those. And Jordan Love's been playing like a way better quarterback. So if he if he's able to see the field well, if he's able to get the ball to a Christian Watson who did nothing last week and this is their, you know, big play, number one receiver, this is the guy that they want to get the ball to and let him make a play down the field, then, yeah, 100% plus 380, longest reception. It feels pretty all right. I'm going to wait and I'm going to bet the actual prop. But just now, just to give you some odds, Christian Watson, longest player with the longest reception, plus 380. I like that as a little long shot bet, but I'm definitely playing Christian Watson's longest reception. Well, just ask, in the meantime, it's a potential pivot. Do you like 29 and a half receiving yards at minus 114, or you're not a fan of that? No, I like the 29 and a half, because I think he can possibly get that on one play. Yeah. So Christian Watson is going to be a uh, ladder, ladder opportunity for me this week with his receiving yards. So... I'll go ahead. Yeah, just encompass all of that into one. And Christian Watson, that's my first prop. Okay. Uh, my second prop, once again, I have two in the Packers game. I actually went with two Packers in this game. I'm going to go with Kraft over two and a half receptions at minus 114. The line's just too low. He's had at least three receptions in four of his last five games. The Niners have allowed at least three receptions to starting tight ends in four of their last five games. And Kraft uh-huh. has played at least 80% of the snaps in each of the last eight games with or without Musgrave being back. So once again, the role for Kraft is pretty much set in stone, and the Niners have not been good at actually guarding tight ends. Two and a half receptions at minus 114. I think it's a very good deal. I'm going to go with the over. Christian McCaffrey over 92 and a half rushing yards. I know it sounds like a Standard McCaffrey playoff game, yeah. I'm not afraid at all. Terribly, like, not afraid at all. I think he could get – I would ladder this as well. I think he could be in 120, 130, 
something like that. It just takes a few big plays, and this Green Bay Packers defense has been bad against the run all year. And you talked about, you know, Joe Barry's defense and how up and down it is. This is the perfect time for them to have a down spot. The week after a really, really big win on the road against Dallas, and now you're back on the road, back-to-back weeks against the 49ers. Yeah, I think this is a spot where it, it could absolutely be a letdown for this for this defense, and Christian McCaffrey can go out there and just have – a, a typical Christian McCaffrey playoff game. So over 92 and a half rushing yards. Absolutely. Minus 115. Yeah. Uh, for my last one, I was actually kind of torn because initially I was going to do Jordan Love uh, passing touchdowns over one and a half. Mm-hmm. But a part of me is kind of tempted by Lamar interception of plus money. Wow. Really? I actually didn't go with an interception prop. This I think plus 115 is appealing. I mean, Lamar did throw one in week one against the Texans, uh, but. It's because of the bad weather, and Houston mm-hmm. has been opportunistic recently. The Jordan Love one's tricky because if I'm picking a 27-20 final, that means I need Love to throw for both touchdowns because I'm only picking Green Bay. <laughs> so I think I actually am going to switch it. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with uh, Lamar uh, over half an interception at plus 115. The Texans have really turned a corner defensively. And fun fact, I know it's dating back a couple years. Lamar has thrown at least one interception in every playoff game he's ever been in. So I'll back the historical trend. I'll back Houston's defense. And once again, when you have winds at 15 miles per hour, 30 mile per hour gusts, you never know where the ball is going to go if you try to throw it. Lamar is not afraid of throwing some dangerous jump balls. That could work against him. I think plus 115 is a very good deal here, especially with Houston being good against the run. So give me Lamar interception. I had to, I took it with Tua last week. It worked out. Give me the plus 115. I actually stayed in this uh Green Bay and 49ers game for all three props. Aaron Jones under 69 and a half rushing yards minus 120. This is, I know this is just, you know, you know, they haven't given up this. They have not given up this line in eight of the last nine games they played. I'm not that surprised, but it's impressive. I don't really think about it, but the D line has been very good ever since they traded for Chase Young. 57 versus the Rams, 63 versus the Commanders, 57 versus the Ravens, 177 against the Cardinals, 65 against the Seahawks, 20 against the Eagles, 57 against the Seahawks, 38 against the Buccaneers, 52 against the Jags. There's some there's some pretty heavy hitter names in that group, and they've been they consistently held them down. And here's the thing about Aaron Jones and his Green Bay Packers team and Matt LaFleur. They don't trust him. That's fair. Jones. He's been good recently, and this is what happens every single time with Aaron Jones. He gets on this run. He shows you that he should be a bell cow guy. Keep giving him the ball. Give him the ball. Give him the ball. Give him the ball. They have the success with that. They do it over and over and over. And then one day, they just stop. They just stop, and they say, we're we're not giving him the ball anymore. You're going from 20 touches to 10. We're not going to do it. I'm fine fating the Packers in the run game because they've proven to me. And if this gets out of hand, like I think it might, then they'll probably be leaning on Jordan Love more anyway. And maybe Aaron Jones more as a passer than a rusher this game. It's just really hard for teams to run on this defense. And I'm going to fade Aaron Jones doing it under 69 and a half. By the way, there was some breaking news unrelated to the games today. It was announced about a five, 10 minutes ago that Mike McCarthy is staying as the Dallas coach for next season. I mean, when he didn't get fired, 
like the next day i figured he was staying apparently this is the last year of his contract so i guess jerry doesn't want to pay a buyout for a year or whatever but <laughs> i would have fired him that's the final year so no way that's cheap that's being cheap jerry's not that cheap no way he actually likes no i know McCarthy. apparently just likes uh mccarthy i guess i don't know yeah he, he just likes mccarthy all right dfs all right. You want to go first? We, or me go first? Uh, no, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. We'll keep the mojo going. We have two games, one lineup. What's your lineup? It's kind of a weird spot for the quarterback position because all four quarterbacks are pretty good. But you can argue that Brock Purdy's the least talented quarterback out of all four in this, <laughs> in this uh, you know, set of games here. I'm okay. going to go Jordan Love. I just think that his price is a bit too low at 7400 uh, because Love has been a touchdown machine, been in good form. If the Niners do open it up, then you could have some garbage time opportunities. But Jordan Love has gotten a lot of success recently, and I do think he's in great form. So give me Jordan Love as my quarterback. I took McCaffrey. I, I had to do it. It's a massive salary. I didn't have a choice, so I took him. I did lean to Aaron Jones just because he had three touchdowns last week. I do think Green Bay might try to force feed him on the goal line. He also can catch passes which I do think is kind of an underrated potential stack between Love and Aaron Jones. I got Debo in there at 8,300. I think he's in a good spot. You mentioned Jair's injury, and Debo's has 12 touchdowns this season. I do think he's in line to score. I got Bateman at 5,100. Once again, I'm not a fan of him as a player, but he's on the field all the time. And Baltimore, I think, might throw him the ball a couple times. I got Dobbs at 6,100. Great last week, and I do think the Niners, as you said before, struggle against number one receivers. Watson, I don't really know what he is because post-injury, he's been nowhere near 100%. So Dobbs has kind of taken over the de facto number one receiver spot. So I'm going to go with him at 6,100. I took Kraft at 4,800 just because I think he can go for three receptions and maybe a touchdown. So it's a low-budget quarter, uh, low-budget option at tight end at 4,800. I took Ravens defense because I do like them at home in bad weather. And I took Isaiah Likely. So I went with a two-tight end lineup. I think okay. everybody's going to be on Andrews, and I wonder what the snap count's going to be because mm-hmm. it's kind of shocking he's even back. It's been about two months since a serious injury. I wonder what the snap count's going to be for Andrews. So I think that Likely might be a very nice low ownership pivot because he might play the majority of the snaps. And Houston's not good against tight ends. So give me Likely as my flex. All right. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. All right. Man. Let me see here. So I started things off with one Brock Purdy. And I did a 49er stat. Because I'm just it, it's just a complete fade of Green Bay's defense, to be honest. So Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, and I actually went four 49ers. <laughs> with George Kittle as the last play there. Really, really fate in Green Bay's defense after that last game. Because honestly, truly, like, if Dallas defense could stop anything, they might have made a comeback. Might have made a comeback. I don't know if that matters. I mean, it was, it was perfect garbage time offense by Dak. Yeah, no, 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 for real. No, for so. real. But I, I think that there is two troops and i think that it was perfect garbage time offense and i think that there's something here this defense is not exactly there yet i know they had a good first half but it's 48 quarters here it's another week back-to-back road spot fate in the defense second go around so i'm heavy on the 49ers this week 
bring back with Christian Watson. Talked about him earlier. I think that he has opportunity for a big play. Only need one really good big play, and that makes him worth it. Uh, we're going to watch the injury report on him. Came back with another wide receiver in Zay Flowers in that next game. We didn't really talk about Zay Flowers in our handicap, but again, I really, really like this this passing game offense for the Ravens this go around, and I think that it's an opportunity, especially with the, how they've been able to play and practice and be able to do all this in cold weather, that they can find a way to get Zay Flowers the football and let Zay Flowers be able to do yards at the catch and make big plays. So Zay Flowers at wide receiver. I did go Justice Hill for my second running back and taking the second running back and saying that he had he's the one with the big game, not Gus Edwards, this go around. And for my flex, another another opportunity, John Mechie third. Noah Brown's out the way, sir. You're going to be able guy. to get it done today. I know. That is my guy. That's my guy. I didn't get him last week for, in the end zone. It's going to happen this week. John Mechie the third. And close it out with the Ravens defense for pretty obvious reasons. All right. So one more time. Brock Purdy, Justice Hill, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Zay Flowers, Christian Watson, George Kittle, John Mechie the third, and the Ravens defense. All right. Lock, anytime touchdown. Prize picks. For my lock. Let's take the under 43 and a half. Under 43 and a half in the Houston Texans and Baltimore Ravens game. I think the weather is going to play a factor. I think that this Ravens defense is nasty. I think that there may be some rust early on in the game for this Baltimore Ravens offense. And then at the point where they start to figure it out, they don't have much time to do much and they don't have to do much. They can be able to go out there, have a pretty good second half, get the win, not get and not get over this 43 and a half line. So under 43 and a half for the Baltimore Ravens and Houston Texans. Anytime touchdown. Going back to match you again. I want to, but I'm not. I, I know that me doing it again is probably the jinx, but if I switch and I bet him on my own, then he's going to hit, But and then I'm just not going to be able to brag on the show. So instead, I'm going to the other game where I expect to see a lot more points, and I have a better chance of hitting. And we're going to take... Hmm, I have been bigging up Christian Watson in this game, this day. Let's go with Christian Watson, plus 260. It's a good price. Yeah, really good. All right. Uh, so for my lock, I also kind of wanted to take the under in that Ravens game. But I think instead I'm just going to go with... I mean, I do like that under. Um, I'm fine with it. You want to team ride? Yeah, double lock. Yeah, we'll team ride the under. It's bad weather. Texans haven't played many bad weather games recently. Uh, so I think it's a good spot. And I think Baltimore is going to try to run the ball. Uh, so yeah, I like the under as well. 43 and a half in that game as my lock. For anytime touchdown, I'm going to go back to Tucker Craft. I'm going to take him at plus 500 anytime touchdown. Uh, the Niners have not been great against tight ends. I do think that Craft, once again, getting a lot of uh, run as the tight end. And we know that with Aaron Jones, you think he's going to struggle, but they try to open up a lot of play action opportunities, sets up Craft in the flat, pretty standard stuff. I'll take the tight end at plus 500. You hit a 5-1 to tight touchdown last week, didn't you? Uh, I don't know if that was last week, but I've I've done well with tight ends with this uh, section. Of no, it was a it was another five to one touchdown you hit last week. Um, who was it? It was somebody. It was a defense. No, I had the somebody? Niners. I I which defense? I had the Chiefs defense. They didn't get there. Oh, dang! I thought you had I think one of the only defenses that didn't score. Oh, dang! Maybe that's what I thought it was. Every other no. defense. I wish I had Texans, one. but no, I I had Chiefs. Maybe I thought you had Texans. Maybe that's what it was. All right. 
Anything else for people? Oh, wait, no, we got prospects. I wasn't being on interceptions this week, so I, I didn't no. take any. I just like the value on Lamar at 115, but I don't like it enough for an entry. All right, so... I'm assuming you want Watson at 29 and a half. Yeah, I can. My, I was going to say my first play is 100% on McCaffrey. Okay, Fate that's fine. Game. Throw him in there, too. Let's go with... Uh, Christian McCaffrey... 90 and a half more. Okay. Let's see. Where did you have, Scott? Where can I add for you? What was your props again? Uh, yeah, my props were craft. I had craft over two and a half receptions. We, we Lamar interception, and I had Odell receiving yards. You want to go with Odell or well, we could do Godell and Kraft. I'll go with Kraft and we can do Watson. We'll go three from the same game. Okay. All right. There we go. A little same game action here. Let's see. Receiving yards, Watson, Watson. Good thing. I appreciate the search bar so much. Oh nope, they don't have Watson's uh, probably because he's uh still questionable. So all right, we can go Odell. I'm fine with Odell. Odell, 32 and a half. So, Chris McCaffrey, more 90 and a half rushing yards. Tucker Craft, more than two and a half receptions. And Odell Beckham Jr., more than 32 and a half receiving yards. You put all that in a prize pick, shake it all up, you're going to get five to one. $20 gets you $100. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN on prize picks for that 100% first deposit bonus. Scott, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? No, looking forward to two good games. Hopefully, they're closer than the spread. Yeah, yeah, hopefully we – I mean, it could, they could cover the spread, but give us two They, they could. Games. I'm just saying two games. Give us two good games. Playoffs, so yeah, you want yeah. good games. I would appreciate two good games on this one. So just give us two good games. All right. For everybody watching on YouTube, make sure you like the video on the way out. For everybody that's listening, for wherever you get your podcast, just drop us a quick five-star rating and review. Appreciate that. And, I mean, all this is free, so you could. It's just the least you could do. It's, it's the least. I mean, I appreciate it. Thanks. I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way if any podcast is just going to do like this. We are, wait, football is almost over. We're out of here.